0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution. My name is Kevin Garcia. I am your host and the curator of this thing, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm just so glad that you're here once again, apparently because you're hearing something that you like, and hopefully this week it's the same thing. I'm talking with one of my internet friends, Troy Morehart, about an Instagram account he started over the summer called Religion Shouldn't Hurt. very very like clear statement a very easy idea but it's something that seems to elude a lot of us for whatever reason um and also something that like a lot of people aren't really clicking with like i was actually just watching you know being on the tiktoks and whatnot but there was apparently this guy who was uh basically harassing these women on the beach for wearing bikinis and he was telling them all this shit like it was like This is what really bad religion does. This is what bad theology does to people. It makes them do wild shit that normally they probably wouldn't do if they weren't so conditioned to be afraid of their own bodies and their own wants and own desires. Um, And that's—I mean—among that's just one of the many reasons you can point out, say, like that right there is harmful. And religion shouldn't be hurting people, which is again why we're having this conversation. So I'm glad that you're here to hear it. Before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that as of today, I am opening up registration for what I'm calling the Crowded Table Winter Cohort 2K22. Well, it's 2K21, isn't it? So forget that last part about the the 2Ks. Um, Anyways, the winter cohort, kind of like the winter coven, but just kind of like more. We are meeting regularly on the full moon and on the new moon. We're going to be learning meditative practices together, coming together for one-on-one coaching, just you and me. And we are going to be exploring new ways of taking spiritual ideas uh, and putting them into actual practice. How do we get over our triggers? How do we stop responding in fear to people who are hurting us? If that sounds like something that you're interested in, please go to the slash cohort to learn more and get your application in um the it starts the first full moon in october so it's, i think it's october 6th though uh registration closes on the 3rd of october so get your ass in gear get over there and get that uh, that's it as far as announcements go so why don't we go ahead and get yourself something to drink settle in and enjoy this conversation with troy moore Um, I'm super informal with these things, so please don't think that you can't cuss. If you want to cuss, you may. Um, I do know my way around a four-letter word, so that's good to know. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Uh, (laughs) Well, hi. First of all, I'm I'm grateful to be able to catch up with you after not being able to join you um, when your project launched. um, Which it seems like a lot of people are getting on this, like are catching on to religion shouldn't hurt, and it's exciting. So before we hop into that, who the fuck are you? Tell people, Mm. like, who are you, what Mm. do you do, what's your thing? Fair enough. So, hello. Thanks for having
1: me on here. I am excited to talk and connect with you. No worries at all about not being able to be a part of that Instagram live. (laughs) No need to forgive. Um, Oh, my gosh. No penance to pay either? Wow. It's like grace is real. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Yeah. I am Troy Moorhart. I am the person who is at the heart of the—all puns intended part <laughs> of the um, religion shouldn't hurt effort. Um, I was born and raised Southern Baptist. I'm a queer person. Uh, I had a bit of religious trauma that's taken me a while to heal from. Um, it's you know I've been outside of the church since I was 16. Um, or in, I've been outside of, re, you know, Christianity since I was 16, but mm-hmm. um, have a lot of connections as well. I went to, you know, um, Lutheran University. I worked mm-hmm. for a Christian nonprofit for a couple years for AmeriCorps terms after college. So still have a lot of connections. But anyway, I, um, through my own healing and sort of journey, exploring and unpacking all of the fundamentalism that was programmed into me, And in recent years, I just felt very inspired and motivated to take that um, and try to connect with others and amplify a message like religion shouldn't hurt. Um, Mm. Because I think that all of us, whether we are still religious or not, um, whether we would even say that we've experienced religious trauma or not, Mm. um, I think that that idea that religion shouldn't hurt on any level, any of us, um, I think that really resonates with folks and that's kind of the unifying message that we all do share um, on the other side, perhaps, of deconstructing fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I've been very uh, excited and motivated to connect with folks like yourself and others, mm-hmm. um, to work to amplify our stories because um, there's so much power in our stories, um, and to work to amplify the call um, to join you know, this, this campaign to amplify uh the call for justice and accountability and harm reduction and trauma-informed
0: approaches to all of this Mm -hmm. that's kind of what brings me to the table i think it's brilliant and i think Mm -hmm. what i like about a lot of the conversations i'm hearing is that it's centering the voices of people who have actually because a lot of times like if you come from um, a conservative space is that a lot of times they will want to control the narrative around the abuse that's happening which is I think hey. a lot of like what's happening with conservatives co opting language around deconstruction. And also like when That's Church hilarious. Two started, like they were they were like co opting <laughs> church two and trying to make it out like they were feminists and like here for everybody. <laughs> right. But in reality, like it's all face saving. No. Yeah, exactly. It's it's grandstanding. It's like pretending you know it's like, oh, we know what's best. You gotta listen, you gotta reconstruct in a certain way. But I think mm. is that Where at least like, cause you said, I've been outside of like Christianity since I was 16. And yet you also went to a Lutheran university and worked for Christian nonprofit. So riddle me that a little bit. How did that happen?
1: Um, I mean, in many ways, it's just sort of what options I saw on the table at the time. Mm. Um, I didn't intentionally seek out religious um, institutions or organizations. It's just like they were good options and I went with them. Mm. Um, I don't know that I would make the same choices now. You but, didn't go
0: to a, like you didn't go to school for
1: religion, did you? No, I studied sociology and like Spanish and politics oh. and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I I had a friend. Uh, I wanted to go out of state. I was so I'm originally from Texas, but I lived half of my life in Alaska as well. Nice, um, it's a beautiful state. Gorgeous. Um, and yeah, I wanted to go out of state, um, and so but I didn't want to go too far. So Washington is like you know the mm. next. It's right there. It's the first thing. Um, and I knew someone in high school who was going to go to, uh, I went to Pacific Lutheran University. I'll just get it out there. Mm. Um, and you know, they said great things about it and I looked at it and I really liked a ton of what they had to offer and they're, um, affiliated with the ELCA, oh, um, nice. chapter of the Lutheran, uh,
0: church, uh, the experience denom- yeah.
1: church denomination, yeah. ELCA as yeah. so, a
0: denomination.
1: Yeah. So, I mean um so yeah they're like the most progressive synod or synod, uh, you know is how they break it down um and so i i didn't really feel any threat there and i was very like welcome and supported as a queer person on campus um and and not just like sexuality and and gender expression like uh uh, affirmation but they're just sort of a more Mm left-leaning um flavor of the lutheran experience so um my, yeah, most was... of my
0: favorite people are are elca pastors
1: yeah like uh are you a friend a, a fan of uh was it nadia Bowles weber is that
0: nadia's my okay yeah. yeah i got to um a couple of years ago back at when why christian why not white but why <laughs> christian uh-huh. was a conference she asked me to preside at the table with her oh cool. for like communion with like thousands of people I was like did you feel the feelings? Oh, I felt so. It was very affirming because it was like mm. I'm on my journey towards becoming like some sort of queer ministry person. Yeah. And here's this person who like recognizes me from the internet and like says, "Yes, you come do this. Because. I want you." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, holy shit!" Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and I I always tell people like if I was ever to like go mainline, I would go Lutheran. But I'm I'm mm, I'm just uh. What does it say
1: I, on your Instagram profile? I feel like you say something like a witchy something something. Oh, a woo-woo vibey ass bitch. There we go. Woo-woo vibey ass bitch. I mean, like, surely you can meld that and fuse that with Lutheran and just, you know.
0: I think some Lutherans would be okay. But I think, like, you know, like, if I if I can't bring, like, my tarot cards into it, like, are yeah. you, do you really want me there? Because you know that's where <laughs> Maybe
1: they need that. I don't know.
0: I think they fuck do. Fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I, what I find interesting is like saying that religion shouldn't hurt. Something Mm. I've said is like, religion shouldn't hurt. Your faith practices shouldn't make you feel like shit. Your religion shouldn't make you feel further from God or disconnected from yourself. And yet Mm. you've been taught to think that that's normal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, there's a certain element of how do you, with religion shouldn't hurt, like how do we communicate to people that, a lot of the air that they've been breathing and expecting others to believe like is harmful to individuals in and outside of their religious tradition. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind mm-hmm. of the tall order that comes with the the campaign and with the message
0: like having to um, illustrate harm.
1: I mean, yeah, or, or rather, I mean, just because I think a lot of folks, their religious identity, their um, religious traditions. And a lot of this is, you know, cultural and semi hereditary, you know, like we inherit these from Mm. our family. And, uh, I think too, there is a little bit of bristling maybe that happens for some folks when we say religion shouldn't hurt because they're like, well, not my religion, not my faith. Like
0: Mm. they can't um, imagine that they are part of the problem.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really tricky, and especially when folks identify as like the good guys. Um, oh yeah, I think you know that's sometimes that's the biggest, hardest barriers to get through in you know like a, a important heart to heart is the idea like well yeah I know that you mean well, but also we got to talk about it, a little bit of this stuff or you know and and I, I just yeah so that's I guess that's a little tangential to your original question, but that's
0: okay. That's what this show is built on but, yeah. like, but keep, keep keep going on that what has been sure. some of the feedback that you've been getting from religion shouldn't hurt because apparently that's one of them is not me we're not the problem
1: <laughs> yeah so there's only a little bit of that i will say on the whole it is very enthusiastic folks are like yeah like absolutely like thank you for um you know helping to get this started like this is so necessary you're right this is totally time like we do need to work together band together mm-hmm share our stories folks need to understand that yeah these aren't isolated um you know runoff experiences these are mm-hmm. systematic it's very predictable like if we look at certain scriptures certain books of the bible like job is one and this is like a tangent on a tangent now No, but bring like, it bring it bring it fuck the book of job i said it <laughs> like the book of job is an instruction manual and how to accept um and and excuse, justify, abuse, religious abuse. Um, and anyway, so that's just a tangent of a
0: tangent of a no, tangent. I don't, but well, it's not a tangent. It's actually really, really important to talk about because yeah. that's also the book that so many people point. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are suffering too, it's just like Job was long suffering and yet he did not curse God. And I was like, Job at the very end of it still got an explanation from God. At the end of it,
1: in there addition was, to a new wife and new
0: children, because somehow exactly. they're just
1: magically replaceable.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of these things where just like Job did not have a, like for many of us, you know, using queerness as an example, mm. we're told that we have to long suffer f- until we die. Oh, yeah. You know? And we don't get a chance at happiness. We don't get an explanation as to why mm. God doesn't want us to you know, have families or enjoy love or sex or Mm -hmm. building communities in the ways that everybody else does. But as long, you know, but it's all for the kingdom. And they use Job as an example. But there is no example, even Job, where the suffering did not have some sort of end to it. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure my brain went in like 16 directions and I'm trying to bring it back in and keep it pick a one. little more, let pick one, let's see. I don't even care. Um, so I guess just to, to bring it back to the point of, you know, what are some of the reactions that we've been mm. getting, um, you know, overwhelmingly positive support. I think folks are excited to share their stories. They're excited to share their stories with group support so that they're not just alone trying to, you know, uh, discuss these things publicly you know mm-hmm. I think folks are excited that building it, in many ways I think that this religion shouldn't hurt effort is sort of a, an extension of so much of like other folks work that's already been done with deconstructing mm-hmm. fundamentalism with church too with you know all kinds of stuff with the the reap uh, group I can't remember what that exact or acronym is for but it's the group who they have the lawsuit for Mm -hmm. uh, all the religious universities, like how they've been treating LGBTQ plus students and Mm -hmm. staff. Um, I think, you know, overwhelmingly, folks are really excited to to take that and to build off that and sort of link up and stand together and say no more. Mm -hmm. You know, this bullshit's been happening, this pain, this harm, this trauma, this exclusion, et et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, has been happening. For decades, generations, millennia, and and mm. no more. Enough's enough. Yeah. Um, so that's overwhelming the response. There is some folks who are, you know, they feel attacked, you know, on some level. And I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, and kind of would hope that they might be curious to explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, to be like, you know, what is that? Like, we're not attacking you. This isn't anti-religion. Like a ton of the folks doing this work are religious, religious trauma survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, a ton of people telling, our stories are religious, religious trauma survivors and religious allies. It's like, we're not attacking religion. Um, And if you identify, if if harm is a part of your religious expression or identity, Mm -hmm. then like, we're not attacking you, but we are hoping for a conversation around like why you identify harm or excuse harm or pain, et cetera, Mm -hmm. as part of your religious faith. Um, yeah, maybe there's something to unpack there.
0: Yeah, that's really the thing that a lot of people don't do. This is something that my mom does a lot, God bless her. Uh, but she doesn't want to get into anything uncomfortable. And so oftentimes, mm. you know, I notice I have to watch the way that I try to approach anything. with oh, her, yeah, she's it's like, tricky. You know, um, and no, she's super affirming and very kind. It's just like, you know, mm. taking her like, I'm trying to radicalize her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to radicalize uh, a 61 year old woman. <laughs> You but can not, do it.
1: More power to you, Kevin.
0: <laughs> I believe it. The more she hangs out with my friends, the more I think it, she'll just like fall into it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm low-key trying to make her into a democratic socialist, but, you know. Get it. Um, But the thing you were saying where people feel attacked, mm-hmm. that right there is so interesting because that is kind of like the the narrative that American evangelicalism has been perpetuating for so long, that religious freedom is under attack. That Yeah. And that's how they characterize like. Where they understand, they think that their religious practices, like, is their right. But it's just like, if you're, like, your right to worship how you want to does not give you the space to hurt somebody else. And what a lot of people are just like, well, I'm not hurting anybody else. These are just my beliefs. I'm like, no, but your beliefs turn into practice, turn into practices and your practices turn into votes and your votes turn into public policy. That's, yeah, where, like that's to, where it goes down, like, and people don't yeah. see that.
1: Yeah, I like to think of it as like the ABCs, since I was raised with the ABCs of salvation. I kind of like to spin that. What is the ABCs of salvation?
0: I don't even know that one.
1: Oh, really? Oh, no. Uh, admit you're a, a sinner, believe that Jesus is God's son, and commit yourself to the Lord. That's the ABCs of salvation.
0: There's only three? It's like That's D- all you got to worry about. That's life. That's the mission. Be, fear, be, be, uh, be wary of demonic forces. E mm. everybody is is a is a center. A B C D E F. Um uh, friends can only <laughs> stay over if they're of the same sex. Yeah. Which know. sounds
1: fine to me, but Oh yeah, uh, it would have been
0: fine to me too, but just yeah. all I mean, like I didn't have any gay friends until I was in mm. college. So like it was F- all like the straight boys at youth group, which you know.
1: Mm, what a, mm-hmm. It was
0: very interesting. Did you ever experience? And this is totally a, another side tangent. Before I, we bring it back sure, to something sure, 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 yeah. But like, did you ever experience that thing like within like among like uh, Christian boy teens, mm. where like there was an abnormal amount of affection that was allowed between Christian men slash boys that was like, at, at least this also happened to a lot of Christian colleges or at least okay, it's like, straight guys. You know? Oh yeah, we're just gonna spoon on the couch and watch the show together. Totally not gay. Sure. Yeah. Because we can't. Because we can't actually have sex or have affection with women, folk, right now. Mm. So we're normalizing this behavior that normally we would be like expressing towards women, even though it's like super gay. And then for me, as a queer person, in that, it feels weird. To say yeah, the that's
1: least. a. That's yeah, that's gentle. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. I guess so. Again, I like stopped um, youth group and stuff around like 15, 16. So around mm. the time where a lot of that probably would have maybe been a bit more prevalent. relevant. Yeah, prevalent, etc. Like I was sort of like, okay, I'm done.
0: Um, Can I ask about that? Why?
1: Sure. What Why? That, what led you away from going oh, to yeah. church? Totally. Um, so I mean, my dad was a pastor. So like I was raised... Uh,
0: by my pastor for a chunk of my childhood um and pause real quick my unpopular opinion i don't know if pastors should have kids (laughs) because no matter how good you are as a Mm -hmm. parent you Mm -hmm. always until you retire unless you have really good boundaries you you always like you have to choose the church over your family all the time
1: i i think for me i i would maybe say like pastors just need to be really mindful about wow. having consent for the stories they share with their congregation Ooh. um oh yeah i mean i'm here to, i'm here to talk because like my dad i mean i love my oh, and i should say my dad is now dead so i mean i you know mm. i gotta be same show, yeah yeah okay mm. um but yeah i he did not fully appreciate, I don't think the need for boundaries there. And I think just saw it as like, of course, I'm going to talk about my family. Like we're all a part of this greater family together. I think he just, how he perceived it was one that it was fine. But for me as a kid, I was just like, for the love of God, quit talking about our like regular lives in front of these people. Like um, that, that just always really made me uncomfortable. But also I kind of lacked the, concepts and the language and the ability to advocate for myself in that way at the same time so it's sort of like I can understand it better now as an adult but as mm-hmm. a child I think I just felt uncomfortable and I didn't fully comprehend why or really mm-hmm.
0: have again the language that this was violating
1: yeah like this is you know I don't appreciate this I would like to be asked before you talk about my life um, from the pulpit
0: um yeah because you're not your life is not a, a sermon illustration.
1: But it was, um, yeah. you know, and that came with consequences. So, yeah, as far as like while, why I stopped going to church around 15, 16, why I left Christianity, and why now I, I w- I'm outside of religion, though, you know, in many ways got like feet in every door with this religion shouldn't hurt effort mm-hmm. um, and, and gladly so. But um, yeah, I, when I was realizing like, okay, like, looks like I'm gay. Oh, yep, I'm a queer person. I spent a couple, two and a half-ish years of my life in fervent, deep, agonizing prayer, begging for God as I had been taught to mm. believe in God um, to change me, to make me different, to free me, to... To make you straight. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, like, you know, like, God, I love you. God, I, I, I choose you. Like, mm. and if, you know... God, as I have was taught, did not approve of uh, queerness, did not approve of anything that deviated outside a heteronormative, mm-hmm. um, very cis, white, patriarchal, Western idea of what it means to be a human being. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I was like suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very glad to be alive. I'm very glad for everyone who, including my you know, family, mm-hmm. who were teaching me these beliefs that were leading to that, like their love also helped me um, you know, see my see through some of that heaviness. It's, it's complex mm-hmm. as a lot of life is, but it certainly was for me anyway. So I, I spent like two, two and a half years of my life, like deeply trying to pray my gay away and so, like, thankfully was able to come to the conclusion after that time of just like, okay, the God that I was taught is not real. Mm. And I, I wasn't saying there is no God. I wasn't saying that, you know everything wasn't true but like the god of the bible that i was taught to believe in can't be real mm-hmm. um because that god would have done something by now if that god had a problem with me that god would have done something like i have been earnest as fuck and yes and like i deserve to be like if this god is real and what and can change me this god should damn well better do it and this you know nothing changed so then i was like okay like this just can't be real That's the Um, thing,
0: too, for those of us who did like the praying the gay away thing and like trying to like be ex-gays is it's really that like you said the God that I read in the Bible would have done Mm. something about this by now. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, if God was really mad at me, he would have really killed me by now. Sure. I mean, God.
1: Yeah. Noah, Jericho, all kinds of examples. Like God's happy to lot and,
0: you know, you know, what was it? Uh, Sapphira. And what was what was her husband's name? oh, I don't know. Now you're digging oh. beyond where I can go. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's I mean, you can talk about it, but. It's not important. Um, it's okay. just deep cut Bible Bible thing where God strikes people down, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is always really interesting. It's like, okay, so like there is this God of love. This is this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And also like, you know, we're talking about like the person of Christ. And yet there are even instances in the New Testament where uh, like the story of like Sapphira and whoever her husband was, they lied about how much they gave the church. And so, and like the apostles called them out on it. And then God killed them in the congregation. And I'm like, come on. I'm like, also
1: Sapphira is a great name. I just got to say that. I
0: love that name. That might be my new drag name. Do it. (laughs) Oh, I think it was Ananias and Sapphira. That's actually the whole drag name. Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira. I like that. We'll just call me Ann for short. (laughs) I would vote for you. (laughs) Thank you so much. My dreams of... I don't have any drag aspirations to be honest. I, mm. I say I do. I but I just put on makeup at home when I'm bored. You know. You know. Like, like every real, you know, queer, queer man with a beard. Mm. <laughs> and a beautiful nose ring and some nice curls. Thank you so much. Trying mm. to trying to stay beautiful out in these streets, stay moisturized. Amen. When you um started pulling together, like started mm. to get this idea around the hashtag religion shouldn't hurt and wanting uh-huh. to put together these things. Um, what were the, like, who, like, who did you have any, like, do, like beyond just telling stories, what do you hope is the larger impact on the conversation?
1: I hope to, ooh, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope. That I know, together... big question. No, 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 pressure. no. no, no. I, I just was jumping into it. I didn't love the phrasing I was about to have fly out of my mouth. Um I hope that together we can change the world and change how humanity understands ourselves and how we relate to each other. That's the big, big, long, long. Mm. That's, that's it. The actual full blown goal. Yeah. The full blown goal is to help us crest out of a dominance based understanding of, of how we relate to each other and ourselves, Mm. um, and lean into the ability to hold complexity and uncertainty and compassion and love and community and accountability and justice and sustainability i mean all of that um i think that together our stories um are kind of a huge missing link and the greater conversation of what is harm what is harmful um you know what is and is not safe for humanity um, what is and is not uplifting what is and is not sustaining life-giving affirming um, I, so yeah, the big, big hope of all this is that we can open Pandora's box on the trauma that we don't want to talk about mm-hmm. um, so that we can understand not just religious trauma, so that we can have a greater appreciation for all the different ways in which human beings um, mm-hmm. have and currently are and are continuing to uphold oppressive systems that harm us. Mm-hmm. Um, oppressive not just systems, but also ideas and beliefs themselves Mm -hmm. um i mean i really hope that this can build a very strong sturdy foundation for uh all of humanity to be able to stand on because as it stands (laughs) i have funny use of words Mm -hmm. as it currently stands um as you know we we don't agree on we don't have a shared reality um we don't have a shared
0: um, when you say that real quick, to each
1: other. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I
0: think I know what you mean by we don't have a shared reality. I can parse you had, it out. Yeah, unpack that because I know somebody else out there is like, what do you mean? There's only yeah. one reality. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um,
1: I mean, we, we don't really agree on... I mean, it's ideas of like, what does fairness mean? What does justice mm-hmm. mean? What does inclusion mean? What does compassion? What does love? What does um, accountability mean? We don't really share that across the board, you know, between, um, different, uh, faith groups, different regional,
0: uh, socioeconomically.
1: Um, and so I think that that's part of our work is to be like, Hey, like we got to talk about this. This is an important part of the puzzle that we have not acknowledged for ever. I don't know, Mm -hmm. like for a very long time, we've never
0: acknowledged that we've
1: essentially never really comprehensively acknowledged and we're really kind of living in this age of um getting underneath the gaslighting and the pretty uh mm-hmm. band-aids to look at what's actually underneath that we need to to deal with um it, not just with religion but also i mean look at um just how we talk about reparations how we talk mm-hmm. about justice how we talk about safety and all of this how we talk about um, civil rights and mm-hmm. and and all this like i mean we're only really beginning the process of honest accountability right. and that's and that's with like so many issues across humanity so with religion like i think again to bring it back in we are helping to show that there is a lot of hurt, and hurt is the cute, soft word that we're intentionally leading with because we know that not mm. everyone would say I was traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but there's a lot of us anyway. Sorry, I'm getting kind of muddled in my thoughts there. But oh, um, we are looking to link up in the growing in just numbers and numbers that make it hard to ignore. Kind of like that song "Woman" by Helen Reddy. I am woman, hear me roar. And numbers too big to ignore. Mm. um we're we're kind of taking that page and we're taking a page from lgbtq liberation and coming out together and standing together and being like we're human and and our humanity needs to be acknowledged and and valued and prioritized Mm. um you know we're taking a page out of all the great um civil rights and human rights movements and and building off of that and saying like this is a, a piece that we have to talk about too yeah and i know that we've been conditioned for generations to not talk about anything that could lead to conflict or tension, religion, politics, right. but like, but we have to, because when you sweep that under the rug, you're sweeping human beings and our pain and our trauma and our need for healing under the rug so that we can't heal collectively. We can't heal the deep wounds that are communal mm. and not just individual. Say that. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's sort of the squirrely way of answering mm. your question, I suppose.
0: I live for a squirrel. <laughs> I think you are correct. I think they could like, and that's something I'm very interested in Mm. as well. I think like communal healing has, is like semi-twofold is that Mm. a lot of time is, well, maybe even threefold in some way. I think it first starts with recognizing A, like I may be the person who was hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it really was, like you said, it was somebody going first, you know, enough people saying, oh yeah, me too. yeah This happened to me. mm -hmm. And being able to, have that solidarity with people to say oh yeah my christian faith fucked me up this way because of my queerness and you know mm. xk therapy like anyone right. who's been to xk therapy who was a part of exodus mm. we can just say i was in exodus and everyone's like i know exactly what you're talking about totally and, everyone- and being able to have that mm. is incredible and once you were able to see your healing as part of the collective healing as a necessary right. part in- it's radical because then it's just like, oh, well, of course I want to take care of myself. And of course I want to address these things. Mm. And I, I and I believe like something Course in Miracles says is that uh, when you give away and or you share an idea, it becomes stronger both within you and in the person who hears it. And mm. to, to, share, to share the idea with people that religion shouldn't hurt, that mm-hmm. there is a better way of doing this, that we need to reckon with these things. And it doesn't have to be a thing where I think People are still very afraid of punishment.
1: They're oh, still yeah. very
0: afraid of an angry we God. Cling,
1: we cling to that because it's the scariest
0: part. Mm-hmm. And I think accountability doesn't all, doesn't look like punishment. Accountability mm-hmm. looks like healing. Accountability looks Opportunity
1: like- Opportunity pe- for growth, encouragement mm-hmm. for growth, being called into our shared humanity in a way that is affirming of everyone. Um, understanding that- This is scary and hard to live and to be human and it's complicated. But and and that's why we have to work together to say like, okay, we've learned this is painful, harmful, traumatizing. We are all compassionate. We're social animals. We need Mm -hmm. to retrofit our beliefs, our institutions, um, our traditions to incorporate and include more of humanity and to protect and safeguard more of humanity so more of us can thrive
0: so we can all thrive. (laughs) What a fucking concept. Yeah, and thank that's you for the thing. coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone, pass the plate. This has been <laughs> this has been the sermon. Yeah, but that's really it. Is like I think that a lot. Of, this is the thing about the <clears throat> church that has, or at least the evangelical church, because of mm-hmm. the idea of like the rapture or dispensationalism, or we're not right. of this world. We're just passing through. Sure. A lot of evangelical Christians don't recognize that they have a stake in this. That they too. Have the ability to become happier, right. to become more joyful, to become right. less stressed, to right. actually get like there is so much fun and joy on right. this side of it. And there's, I'm like, but all they're doing is like they sit here and just like, oh, we can't, we can't help gay people, we can't help black people, we can't help the immigrants because God, mm. the Bible. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, think- that's not like all those things. I'm just like, girl, if you actually read that Bible, it would lead mm. you out mm. of that building.
1: I, I love for folks who read the Bible with that interpretation to be loud human megaphones for those issues, because um, because there's a lot of folks who you know, like you're saying and alluding to, read it with very different uh, lenses and interpretations and outcomes that impede human flourishing, that impede human survival—not just thriving and Ooh, flourishing, but just basic survival. human survival. Say it. Um, and it, it and so yeah, I think part of to skip a little bit um not intentionally, but just you know tangent squirrel for it.
0: listen, you are um, in charge here.
1: I'm I'm happy to share the power <laughs> <So> <laughs> and
0: the incredible. responsibility
1: there's that's where I'm honest. I'm happy to share the responsibility. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like part of what I hope to do with religion shouldn't hurt is to work to start naming harm. Mm. I think that they individually we're, we're power, you know we're, we're confident in going there and being like, this is harm. that was harm. These ideas cause harm, or can cause harm, if we're not careful. Uh, I, that's one of the things I hope with Religion Shouldn't Hurt that we can grow into, sort of, let's, let's name it. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a, you know, a mental health professional. I'm not a, um, I am not I do not have any official theological or religious education. Uh, I'm a human being who's lived through this, and who is paying attention, and who cares deeply and and frankly, feels the pain and suffering of other people who are continuing to be
0: subjected to these ideas, beliefs, commitments. Um and, and honestly, that and makes, makes you more quali- that, stuff. that makes you more qualified to be a pastor than half of the jackass, <laughs> most of the jackasses <laughs> out there. The fact <laughs> well, that you're a human a- who pays attention, mm. that's half of being a pastor. Yeah. Is paying attention to what your people are going through.
1: Yeah. I, I think so I think that makes probably some better leaders, some more compassionate leaders, folks who are um, willing to listen to others and to feel other you know to feel other people's feelings with them, to feel our own feelings and to acknowledge them and to not hide. I think that we, we have empathy built into our experience as human beings. And I think that in many ways, the very rigid fundamentalist high demand, uh, absolute binary thinking that we're born into a lot of us with these faith traditions. It's like what we're raised into. I think that that turns off, um, and hardens, frankly, talking like hardening hearts, you know, as a phrase that gets used a lot in evangelicalism, I think that these rigid binary fundamentalist beliefs and, and cultural practices Mm -hmm. harden off our compassion that is built into us as human beings um, and, and part of what Religion Shouldn't Hurt is doing and, and hopes to accomplish that I hope that we can accomplish together is to get in there and then just like push the warm fuzzy button inside a lot of people's hearts to help mm. them get back in touch with that greater, more comprehensive sense of compassion for themselves, <sighs> for all of us and for and for the world in general.
0: I also the the idea about hardening your heart and your heart's being hardened. That's mm-hmm. actual um, that metaphor has some base in science, too, because we know mm. That as we're growing the longer we have an idea like the longer we've had a neural pathway carving mm, in our it's brain, stronger yeah the longer we've had that pathway so for us the pathway is queerness is a sin it's an abomination right. you're bad you have to change right it took us a long time to change our mind about that because it was the you only have to unlearn have. that
1: wiring literally yeah that brain science is i'm glad that we have that at this point to back up what we're talking about because then more folks listen to it and we can be like y'all we have data
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i mean
1: in another way like religion shouldn't hurt is collecting data public data to be like yeah we have to talk about this um you know yes these anyway yeah sorry go ahead
0: no but I, that's you're. i'm glad you're collecting data because like again eventually it will it shows itself like and people kind of like wake up to it And i think yeah at it's least hard I think,
1: to argue with
0: it should be hard to argue with.
1: <laughs> the more of us that stand together, it's gonna to be silly and very, it'll be as untenable publicly as it should be to deny
0: this these realities of our experiences. Mm-hmm. I, ooh, you better come in with some million dollar words. It's gonna be publicly untenable. <laughs> Ain't, I, I mean, seriously. No, it, that, yeah. That's the goal. I mean, and that's, I
1: think it's not exactly that that's the goal. I just think that that's a natural progression of what happens when we stand together as survivors Mm -hmm. or as not just like trauma survivors, but survivors of fundamentalism. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the more of us that do that, like the dominoes knock each other over. The foundation Mm -hmm. that
0: is not really stable is revealed to be not stable. And then we can deal with it. Listen, you want to talk about what Jesus said? He said, You don't build your house on sand, motherfucker. Because when the storm comes, it's gonna knock it down. And baby, hello, my name is Hurricane Kevin. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, is mm. I think we, we have recognized, especially over the past year in COVID, in quarantine, as people have had distance from church buildings and evangelicalism, like, and now they're starting to see, oh wait. Uh-huh, the there's dots. some
1: dot connecting that's happening mm-hmm. and
0: i really do believe that the stuff that we're doing now is going to start laying the groundwork for how did you like retrofitting yeah we traditions. need to
1: audit we need to audit religion globally we need to audit religion Ooh, and our religious hello. traditions for harm and for trauma and exclusion
0: yes you it here
1: <laughs> audit your church I mean, yeah. And that's not saying fuck your church. That's not saying I'm going to try to back off from some of the strong. That's oh not girl, saying, you don't like,
0: do you know who I, I am? I will say no, fuck no. your church.
1: No, 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 absolutely. But I, I don't feel, and I don't feel that internally. So I just, I want to be careful with my words because I don't want them to be misinterpreted by because there's a lot of different folks that we're speaking to. And, um, and I want all of them to feel like they're a part of this because everyone is a part of this and, and there's a place for everyone in this movement. Um, I think that saying we need to audit religion, we need to audit our religious traditions, institutions, et cetera, um, I think that that's already happening. I just think we need to give the language, like that's what we're doing. Mm. We are auditing for harm and trauma and exclusion. We are integrating what is helpful and, and wholesome and life affirming from what we have learned and been given by our parents and by those that have come before us. And we are bravely, courageously letting go of some things that don't serve us anymore. Um, and I just think to name it is helpful. So folks can kind of wrap our minds around what's happening. Huge chunks of humanity are doing this, not just with religion, Mm -hmm. but also specifically, and especially with religion, um, and looking at like, what does it mean to be a Christian and to be LGBTQ plus affirming and to be very much so, um, involved in human rights, struggles, and liberation to challenge violence and dominance, Mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of folks are in this process and it's just helpful when we name it for what it is. It's really hard, I think, to understand, um, our historical moment in context as we're living it.
0: Yeah. Um, But
1: I think that that's what we're going through right now is a greater deconstruction, auditing for harm, auditing for trauma, integrating, Mm -hmm. growing. I mean, we're in a growing period. I have a coworker who likes to say that humanity on the collective level, is sort mm-hmm. of struggling um, to move from a sort of pre-teenish phase into maybe some more mature adolescence and leaning into adulthood. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that with that comes, you know, with growth, there's growing pains and we're seeing a lot of that right now. And, you know, when there's equal and opposite reactions, it's physics, you know, mm-hmm. as we have human rights advancements, there are folks who are freaking out about that because, um, what they had been taught is that that is horrible, that is evil, that is sinful, that is mm-hmm. going to be, you know, the blasted, destruction of them, the destruction of, of all of us, you know, et cetera. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's science. <laughs> it's uh, it's emotional give and take. It's emotional, equal and opposite reaction. It's mm-hmm. ideological, equal and opposite reaction with growing pains, with collective healing, with mm-hmm. all of this stuff
0: i think one thing you said that i that really pulled on me is Mm. the collective growth and the collective like groan of Mm. creation or like the way that like we're all kind of we are like on the precipice of like something new yeah i think the same like this is something i heard in a lecture is like the same way the industrial revolution like really changed the world dramatically Mm. i honestly think that we're on the cusp of a consciousness like, we're, I think we're actually in the middle of a consciousness revolution. I think Across so. the board, where we're seeing that, like, oh, A, religion doesn't have to hurt. Um, capitalism doesn't have to be exploited, exploitative, even though it's, like, in the bones that I'm a socialist through and through. I'm recognizing right. that soft, ca- or better, what is it, conscious capitalism is what they're calling it?
1: I've heard all different sort of stuff, yeah.
0: I'm not sold. I'll always be a socialist. <laughs> um, um, But I think that way, learning to ride that wave learning to say yes to the changes and i think really it's like a willingness to be wrong a willingness to be to a like humility
1: like, i think yeah, yeah to use another word yeah
0: mm, i, people I mean, don't it's like cur- that word people don't like that so word so
1: let's think of it if we don't want to use humility I'm fine with it. people are being arrogant but a a bravery a courageousness to mm. lean into maybe we were causing harm maybe i caused harm mm-hmm. and then cuz then that's scary because if if of this is admitting like oh i have been a part of a harmful system or a harmful right um whatever i have in some way contributed to harm that hurts us to the core of what it means to be human because we don't feel good about hurting others because we care because we are Mm. empathetic um and and i think if we want to use the language of courage there's opportunity um to get to be a part of the healing process um mm-hmm. if we can encourage that as opposed to like just permanently labeling people as harmful to be like no, no no no, that that means that you get to now be a part of something even deeper and greater than and than the depth that you thought was real before and mm-hmm. you can be a part of helping people feel good like yes you've caused hate you know pain harm trauma abuse etc but you can be a part of the solution
0: and also mm-hmm. you are an important part of the solution please you know you know what they call that what repentance
1: <laughs> burr, 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 burr. I think that's certainly one way to look at it you know I I, I mean like, if that works it works and I encourage that sorry about that noise you're good um, it's kind of a fun effect <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie I love my office setup but like the mm. way that I've got my mic hooked up to the arm is a little jerry-rigged so <laughs> um I, I don't want to go over time because I know mm. that you probably have got life and I've got another podcast call right after this. So oh. it's back to back. Baby. Somebody's
1: important. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. Somebody just um, made their life out of the Internet. So, you know, it's no. It's, well,
1: I, I'll say I think you're important. I think that what you're buddy,
0: doing, I think
1: that what you're doing is chipping away at the harm of and the rigidity of a lot of fundamentalism and breaking up rigid, binary, dualistic thinking. And I'm very appreciative. I've been following you maybe for a year or so now. Um, no. And yeah, I, I really appreciate what you do. So yeah, I'm being a little cheeky when I say that. I, I think you are important.
0: I receive that, I mm. really do. Good. Thank you. Good, I hope
1: you. it feels good, yeah.
0: Well, uh, tell please, tell please, please tell, <laughs> pray tell where people- Pray can, tell. Pray tell where people can find you on the internet and engage with religion, certain hurt, et cetera. Got it.
1: So we are on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, we are building all of that in real time. Uh, and we're happy to have folks who feel like they have skills that they can contribute to help us build this, um, to reach out to us. So we're on Facebook religion shouldn't hurt. Um, we have a page we're on Instagram at religion. Should not hurt? There's a dot in between religion and shouldn't and hurt. Um, religion dot shouldn't dot hurt. Yeah. Um, We're on Twitter at r underscore religion or or, excuse me r underscore shouldn't underscore hurt um, and same on TikTok I believe. Uh, Please interact please use the hashtag if you feel safe and comfortable um, and ready please share your story and tag us in it use the hashtag religion shouldn't hurt. Um, This is a growing movement and I hope that it can be part of all of the growing coalescing movements around what it means to be human and to stop harm and to be trauma-informed because I want to know what life looks like on the other side of that. I think a lot of people want to know that too, and we're ready, we're just ready.
0: Can you? Humanity uh, is ready. Yes, listen, I know that you ain't religious, but you are definitely preaching today. (laughs) I want to know- I am the son of a
1: preacher man. (laughs) Listen,
0: I want to know what it looks like on the other side. Come on, somebody. Mm. That's it, because really we're right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can it's like it's like Moses. It's like I can see the promised land. I I feel it. I feel it. And we're close. Mm. I think we're
1: really close. And I think that so much work has been done for so long. I know we gotta wrap up. So much work has been done for so long. And we are standing on the backs of so many movements and, Mm -hmm. and just the shoulders of giants, courageous giants. Um and, and, and yeah, I think we're close. And when it's some of these dominoes start to fall, and then maybe that's not the best metaphor, but you know, as the foundation is close to setting, and then we can start building the infrastructure on top of that. And then we can get to choosing the curtains and mm. picking out the flowers and, and figuring out who we're gonna invite over for dinner. Like, I want to get to that. I'm 34 and I want to see that world. And so that's mm. why, I mean, admittedly, religion shouldn't hurt. It's just a part of an impatience too. It's like I want to get to the better parts. I want mm. all of us to get to the better parts of ourselves and each other and, and I yeah, so yeah.
0: I'd hire you yeah. as a pastor at my church.
1: I'm happy to be a guest speaker. I'll come in with my so I'm a humanist. I'll come in with That's my That's
0: even okay, the reason yeah. I need you to be a pastor at my church is because you are a humanist, not Okay. Like dead ass. <laughs> I told my friend uh Bianca uh, who's in Austin and they're okay. An atheist okay uh, atheist humanist and has a lot of conversation around that I'm like mm-hmm. I would absolutely hire you as as program director mm-hmm. Well, just... I
1: receive that
0: <laughs> so um, I like you a lot I want to be friends with you so thank you for taking time mm-hmm. thanks very so much That was my conversation with Troy Morehart. Oh, did you go to church with me? Because I was in the presence, y'all. I was in the presence, y'all. Oof, glory. Anyways, if you want to connect more with Troy's work, you can find Religion Shouldn't Hurt across the internet at Religion Shouldn't Hurt. I am just pleased as pie to listen back to this episode. I feel so, mm, I'm just full, you know? Troy, thanks for being on the show. Can't wait to reconnect with you again soon. Um, And now let's just fucking roll the credits and get on with our lives, right? A Tiny Revolution, it's supported by the folks on Patreon. Do you know what Patreon is? It's the easiest way for jokers like you to support the creators in your life that are making the things that matter. So if this podcast matters to you, if creating content to help people through their deconstruction, to get back to themselves, to fall in love, to find new spirituality, if any of that shit sounds important to you, I want you to go to, uh, to Patreon.com slash Garcia and join The Crowded Table. It's the online community that I host on Patreon. And we have monthly workshops. We have hangouts that we're working on. I'm trying to get like some, some, some movie nights going. I'm trying to get some things where it's going to be a lot more like community oriented. And it has been like really just like gearing up towards that. So if you wouldn't mind go there check that out join if you think it would be helpful and also you know if you can't uh contribute financially a really easy way to support this show is by leaving a five-star review in the itunes store and then also sharing this podcast on your social media with other people um, i would also love for you to go check out irreverent.fm which is the podcast network that i am a part of including the dirty rotten church kids my other podcast your favorite Ants, and so much more it's a lovely, lovely time, girls. Um, you can check out my work at thekevangarcia.com. Follow me across the internet, thekevangarcia. You know the deal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, that's all for me. I love you. I really, really do. I hope you're doing well. Please take care of yourself. So until next time, please take your meds, call your person, shake your ass a little bit, eat something delicious. And, um, you know, as per usual, lay your ass down when you're tired, eat when you're hungry, And, um, if you can find some kind of like small little aminal, if you're into aminals, um, my puppy's outside. I'm going to go play with her now because I just feel like that's the move. You know what i mean? Thing. Uh, I love you. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of a tiny revolution. I'm Kevin and I love you. Bye.